Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, HaMelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor Billy Elias. So we're going to start with our favorite, because everybody knows the church in Ephesus, because Paul wrote a letter to Ephesus, right? All right. So remember what he says to Ephesus. Here is the message from the one who holds what? The seven stars in his right hand and walks among what? The seven gold menorahs. Go to Zechariah chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Now, Zechariah is a little book, which in reality, is, it's, called, it's called the Twelve. That's what the Jews would call it. That's In Hebrew, it's called the Twelve. We call it the Minor Prophets. It's actually just the book... Um, Hosea, right? Hosea is just one big, long book that has, you know, Zechariah, Zephaniah, all of them. They're all in that one book, okay? And it's just called the 12. They're just 12 minor prophets all lumped into one. Zechariah chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Then the angel... You guys got to just grasp this straight out the box. Then the angel that had been speaking with, with me returned and roused me as if we were waking someone up from being asleep and asked me, what do you see? And I answered, I've been looking at what? A menorah. It's all of gold with a bowl at its top. Seven lamps on it and seven tubes leading to the lamps at its top. Isn't this exactly what John saw? Exactly. And how did John see it? Because an angel spoke to him. And what did John say? I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. I was awakened when the time comes when... The great awakening is going to happen on Rosh Hashanah. You see this? So he starts with Ephesus to say, bam, this is the reference I give you. Zechariah chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. Now, if you really want to know what he's speaking to Ephesus, you go back and you read Zechariah. Because now you're going to understand a little bit more. You see that? And then we have Shmurna. Now, here's the thing about, I started talking about it, the prophets, right? Twelve minor prophets is a bunch of major prophets. People don't know Samuel is a prophet. Joshua is a prophet. They're considered the books of the prophecy, okay? Um, and so when you look at this, he's talking to them about the book of the Nevi'im. Now, the Tanakh, the Old Testament, is made up of three books. The Torah, which is where you get the T. The Nevi'im, which is the prophets, where you get the N. And the Ketuvim is the writings, where you get the K. That's why you get the, pronunci the pronunciation Tanakh. Because it's the Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketuvim. In this particular case, he's speaking to them directly out of the book of the prophets. Now we have the book, uh, now we have the church in Smyrna. Here is the message from the first and the last who died and came alive again. 
Isaiah 44, 6. What is Isaiah? He's what? A prophet. Therefore, what book is he going to be found in? The prophets. The Ketuv or the Nevi'im. Right. So right away, the first two churches, God is speaking to them through the Nevi'im portion. Isaiah 44, 6. Thus says Hashem, or Adonai, Israel's king and redeemer, Adonai Sevaot, Lord of hosts. I am what? The, the first. first. And I am what? The last. Besides me, there is what? No God. No God. Let's say that one again. I am the first. And I am the last. Besides me, there is no, no God. Why is that so important? Well, when we look in Smyrna, they're dealing with something. If you look at what Smyrna is in the middle of, right? He says the adversary is going to have some of you in prison. And he's going to put you to test. And you're going to face ordeal for 10 days. Hmm, does that sound familiar? As in the 10 days of all? The Amim Noraim between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Okay? but And so he says, but if you hold to the point, even to the point of death, I'm going to give you the crown of life. Because they're dealing with something, so he reminds them that he is the God, the warrior God, the God of hosts. Adonai Sevold, that's what he is. That's what it means. He's the warrior God. He's the one that's going to go fight. And he said, remember, I'm the first, and I'm the last, and there is no other God. So the one that you're facing, he's not a God. Amen. He's a creation He's just an angel that you are afraid of. Because for a time it is necessary to let him have dominion over the earth. But fear not because I am the first and I am the last. And there is no other God before me. None. And he says besides me there's no other God. Their reminder about what? The prophets. Go back and now read Isaiah. And when you read Isaiah, what are you going to find out? What exactly is Smyrna dealing with? Do you see how this works? So that's why it's so complicated. When we translate and start to teach Revelation, it's complicated on the hearer and even a lot of the men that preach it because they don't want to know about the whole first half of what we call our Bible. However, you can't interpret the book of Revelation. You cannot, in any way, shape, and form, interpret it without that understanding. Mm -hmm. You can't. I don't care. You can write 20 volumes of garbage on it. You cannot interpret this book without the functioning knowledge of Hebrew, their calendar, their feast days, their prophets, the Torah, and the writings. Impossible. So now we go on to Pergamum. <laughs> Pergamum, here is the message from the one who has what? The sharp, double-edged sword. Let us venture to Proverbs chapter 5, verse 4. 
And let's find out. <laughs> let's find out in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 4, what they are dealing with. So to Pergamum, now he's speaking from what is known as the Ketuvim, which is the writings. It's the poets, the Psalms, Proverbs, Daniel, Ezekiel. Okay, these are writings. These are the poetic books of the Old Testament. Proverbs 5.4, but in the end, she is a, as bitter as wormwood, sharp as what? See, now Paul turns around later and says the word is living and active and sharper. But here what we're finding out is the wickedness of a woman. The wickedness of harlotry, of witchery, of necromancy, of witchcraft, sorcery, the blood death, demonism, all of that. Listen, it's this. And God is telling them through Solomon, man, it's sharper than a double-edged sword, which means it's going to pierce deep into your heart, into your bone, into your marrow. And when it ejects its poison, you're going to be stumbling in darkness. That's why it's wormwood. That's what wormwood is. It's a poison. I know we, we like to hear they call comets and, you know, I, I can't even anymore with this comet's going to hit the earth and twice, like, come, just, just stop already. Just stop. Like, it's like, you get a, what's that? they know just enough to make themselves, they, they got to keep their jobs. It's really what it is, right? right? They got a job. They got to keep it. So let's scare the hell out of everybody by telling them all your spray cans are destroying the ozone and some meteorite's going to hit the planet in five years and destroy everybody. And to further exacerbate the situation, let's make all these movies about all these things and all the end days and, you know, and it's either the aliens that come and do it or aliens. So, you know, it's just crazy. But the bottom line here is, geez, what were they dealing with? Well, he talks to them about the teachings of Balaam, who taught Balak to set a trap for the people of Israel. Hmm, that they had been sacrificed to idols and committed sexual sin. You see, Pergamum was just on the knife's edge. They were on the verge of falling apart. Guess what lifestyle was predominant in Roman Empire towards the very end? You guessed it, there's two of them. Homosexuality is one. And child molestation. Children had become objects. So they would fulfill their desires with men laying with men, women laying with women, and laying with children. So what did he do? He says, I, I wrote about this. Solomon, the man with the most wisdom, wrote about it. But you're not heeding the warning. And now we come to... Thyatira, I think I've said that like 8,000 different times. One of these days, I just got to figure out exactly how to pronounce that stupid town. Okay? So let's go. So to, to Thyatira, here's the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like a fiery flame, whose feet are like burnished brass. Daniel chapter 10, verse 6. We stay in the Ketuvim. We stay in the writings. Daniel chapter 10, verse 6. His body was like beryl. 
His face looked like lightning and his eyes like fiery torches. His arms and feet were the color of what? Burnished bronze. And when he spoke, it sounded like the roar of a crowd. What was happening to Daniel? Persecution about being who he was. Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego. They were what? They were captive by Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar imposed his will on them. Wouldn't let them speak their own language to each other. Married them off to harlots and prostitutes. Encouraged interracial wedding marriages so that they could be bred out of existence. You see? Huh. What do you think Thyatira's problem was? Um, the Jezebel woman, the one who claims to be a prophet, but is teaching and deceiving my servants from her sin, but she doesn't want to repent of her immorality. So I am throwing her into a sickbed. And those who commit adultery with her, I am throwing into great trouble unless they turn from the sins connected with what she does. Pastor Billy will continue his message in just a moment. If you would like more information about sermon series, books, and other study materials, you can call us at 732-314-1956 or you can email us at elanrestoration at gmail.com. You can visit us on Facebook for Shabbat and service times. And now we conclude today's message with Pastor Billy. You see? So what, what he's decided to do in chapter 2, in the first four, he speaks to the first two through the prophets. And then he speaks to the next two from the writings. Two prophets and two writings. Why do you think that is? Because in the mouths of two or three, a matter is established. So now all four of those churches can say, prophets there, writings here, in the mouths of two or three, we have to agree. We have to agree and unite to overcome all of it. Because he's not only written it down, he spelled it out and he's bringing us back and everyone is saying, we better go back. Well, I I guess we're going to have to study, you know, Isaiah. We have to because he's telling us straight out of Isaiah what we're doing wrong. I, I, everybody, everybody, it's Isaiah time. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? He's not saying go study Paul. He's not saying go read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's saying go back and study the prophets and go back and study my wisdom. That's what the writings are. It's God's wisdom put to poetry. You know it is Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon. You see this? So we are going to stop there. Because that's a lot. <laughs> but just as you, in your studies this week, I am going to challenge you. In your studies this re- week, as you read Revelation chapter 2, 
you have your, your sheet, go back and read the scripture or the chapter that correlates with each church. And if you feel like it, I know reading Isaiah is a big chore because it's like 66 chapters or something. It's huge. I hate reading it. I ain't going to lie to you. But I like the short ones. Like, like I do. I like, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Jonah. I'll read Jonah. It's like five pages. It's nothing. I love Jonah. And Ruth, because that's short. Okay. Um, you know, who else is really short, like First and Second Peter? I'll, I'll, I'll read those. I'm, I, and James, I'll read them because I'm lazy. I don't want to, I'm telling the truth. I don't want to read Kings and Chronicles because it's too long. It's the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying. You don't want to chew on the meat that long. That's it, man. But what I'm saying is I'm challenging you. You, someone, Mitchell said earlier he has a Berean Bible. Well, the reason it's called the Berean Bible is because we're told to be like the Bereans. Mm -hmm. The Bereans studied. They ate it. They, they chewed it. They pondered on it. That's who the Bereans are. That's what Paul said. So, that being said, in 2022, we need to enter into a new mindset because Revelation chapter 2 is where we are right now. This is the... I am, okay, this is the whatever, what is, the truth, whatever, I can't remember, but that's now, this is the way, the truth so, amen, praise the Lord, pass the ketchup, and I will see you guys next week, amen, thank you. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias, Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the Old and New Covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace. Down to my